Hello, welcome to the Rethinker Podcast. My name is David Litwin, and I am so excited that you chose to spend time with me today. You know, so far in this podcast, I've really shown you the value of faith and the biblical worldview to our culture and then to us as a whole. But now I'm going to talk to you about how that value actually manifests most often than not. You see, too often we think the world needs us, that we have the answers. And then once you come to know Christ and enter into our churches, our Bible studies, or you know other groups, then the real benefit of what we have to offer is revealed. So the goal is often to get people into church, and our success is found in the growth of church attendance in a particular geographic locale. But let me be clear, the measure of the success of a church is not found in the number of its members or the size of its building. That is the measure of the success of a business. The measure of the success of a church is found in the impact that church has in its surrounding community, in the hearts, minds, souls, families, businesses, education systems, and the like of those that live around the circumference of the church. And the greater degree of success of a church is measured by the depth and breadth of that influence in the surrounding culture. And in just a second, you're going to discover that to display display the true gospel, the world may not actually need us, but we actually need them. Now, how can I be certain? Well, it's found in another one of the marketing slogans that Jesus gave to his followers or us as Christians. He called us the salt of the earth in Matthew 5.13. Now, I'm a marketer. I own an advertising and design agency. So if you think about Jesus' direction from a marketing standpoint, it's a horrible marketing pitch. If I were marketing Christianity, I would say you are the steak of the earth or you are the lobster of the earth or you are the truffles of the earth. I would go with the best of the best. But why call us salt? From an impact messaging story standpoint, it's horrible marketing. Well, if you've ever heard a message or sermon on salt from the pulpit, chances are that you've heard that we are the preserving agent of our culture or that we're called to flavor our culture with the gospel. But the problem with the metaphor is that when we play it out to its deeper conclusions, we learn some other valuable things. Now, let me be clear. When Jesus or God gave a metaphorical declaration, we are to mine and extract everything out of its meaning. And it's not like the God who created all language and knows the depths of any of his metaphorical descriptions is ever like, oh, oh, wait, you you went too far with that metaphor. I I never thought of that. Uh, Never mind. I once heard a friend of mine say that Jesus spoke with profound simplicity, simple statements, metaphors, and parables that have oceans of depth and significance. And mining salt a little deeper, I promise, no pun intended, really shows our responsibility to our culture and our failure when we create Christian subcultures. Because salt is the one thing in the food world that is predominantly useless on its own. Because guess what? Salt only works when it is added to something else. The steak still tastes decent without the salt. Lobster tastes decent without salt. Nearly every food can exist and somewhat function on its own without salt and still be rather tasty. But salt on its own? It's not only horrendous tasting... If it's all you consume, it can kill you. Ask the sailors who died on the ocean centuries ago when they ran out of fresh water. An overabundance of salt didn't preserve them, and they could have cared less about flavor at the time. So what is Jesus really saying with this? Basically, the rest of the world, the things that Jesus said metaphorically are bigger and apparently better and more flavorful than you are, don't really need you. Or they don't think they need you at best. You actually need them. Or better yet, as salt, you require them. The impact you have on their domains and in their lives prove your worth and reveal the God that you serve, not the other way around. You become palatable the more you interact with the surrounding world. 
To a thriving culture, you add more flavor. To a hurting culture, you act as a preserving agent. But playing this metaphor out, we are of little use in the shaker, no matter how many crystals it contains or how big the shaker actually is. So when we retreat into our Christian subcultures, when we disconnect with the culture, we are actually harming both the culture and ourselves. Does this mean we are to embrace everything the world has to offer? Absolutely not. Remember, we are to be in the world, but not of it. We are to live such powerful, dynamic, love, and empathetic-infused lives in this world that the people of the world begin to take notice. And then they begin to ask us for the hope that is found inside us. If we think we are better, if we think people need to come to us, we are the very thing that can actually harm the population. Or we can make the population better than it could ever be on its own by engaging with it, interacting with it, flavoring it, and preserving it. And I encourage you to listen to the Debugging Contact podcast to get an even better understanding of that. We don't just go to church, we are the church. And we aren't worth much as salt unless the meat, fish, and vegetables, which is really the people, domains, and ideologies of our culture, are made more tasty and vital through their own natural flavoring, not simply by becoming more salted. In the next podcast, we're going to discuss one of the most powerful ways we can flavor this culture through a new consideration or a rethink of the terms knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So that's it for this podcast. This was a quick one. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, feel free to reach out to me at any time. There's a couple ways you can do so, one of which is to go to the website at davidwlitwin.com. There you can get really a 360-degree view of who I am, what I do, and what I believe. And uh, reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, or email. I love interaction and dialogue, so please reach out. Um, You can find all that information on the website as well. Have a wonderful and glorious day today or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. And just remember to always live inspired.